Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game. Normally on Fridays, we do the whole thing off camera. We do screen share, and we go through all of the call sheets, of the, uh, some interesting call sheets of the weekend, and preview what we think the box office action is going to be. This week, we will do the same, but I just want to start off on camera, showing our newest piece of paraphernalia, I'm not a headband wearer. I will be this weekend because our boy, your boy, Jay Devlin is playing in the basketball tournament. The T, you know, I think it's called TBT on ESPN2 or 3. Uh, if not on actually ESPN2, you can watch it on Watch ESPN online or ESPN3.com, something like that. You know, so good luck to you, uh, Jay Devlin. I'll be there in the stands. <laughs> Looking forward to you rocking the, the Cinema Draft logo. Appreciate you. And we'll jump into it for this weekend. All right. So here we go. So let's get into it. The feature presentation. Oh, I'm taking this headband off because it's squeezing my head, which is what I guess headbands do. Okay. All right. So let's jump into the feature presentation. A little bit odd this week. We usually have more. Uh, entries in the feature presentation than say the gaffer or the best boy switched up a little bit this week. We'll be interesting to see what some call street sh strategies were. And it'll also be interesting to see if uh, what similar strategies are out there because it seemed like, I wouldn't say an impossible week, but a, but a somewhat unpredictable week. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the different strategies that are out there. So I guess we'll start with mine. Um, and I'll just tell you what I'm thinking, and then, of course, we'll go from that ad hoc strategy to a more polished one with some of our group chat members. Basically, I figured it's all it's going to be all about War for the Planet of the Apes. Actually, let's let's talk about War for the Planet of the Apes just for a second, all right? Because I did see this movie last night. It was the official Cinema Draft post-lock movie of the week. I saw it in 3D D-Box. To be honest with you, you don't need either one. <laughs> a little disappointed by that. Um, and the 3D part, I didn't necessarily need or want 3D, but that just so happened to be the only showing available after theater lock for your boy. And it's a really good movie. It's just, it's just maybe 20 minutes too long. It's not as war-torn as you think. I mean, from all the trailers that you see, it makes it seem like it's really action-packed. It's not. It's a contemplative, thoughtful, uh, somewhat political drama, uh, you know, with how not only the apes interact among themselves, but their relationships, their relationship to humanity, uh, to human beings, and also human beings among each other, and even more so, the inherent, for lack of a better word, humanity within the apes themselves. You know, basically, you know, I mean, and, and, and you know, and, and, you know, the stories, the apes are, or actually in this iteration, it's not like the apes want to take over the world, the planet. The apes want to be left alone. But uh, humans, you know, scared by, you know, the simian flu, which is what wiped out most of the population, and, and, and a genetic offshoot of it, which has been rendering some of these, you know, uh, some of these humans either brain dead or mute. I mean, you know, they act out of fear, which is what a lot of people do. And, you know, it takes a while before you even get meaningful engagement with Woody Harrelson. Like, we see him early, and then we don't see him for a long time. And, I, and you know, it takes a while for him to have, like, any real lines. So it's um, – but the way they, they did do, you know – uh, I mean, this CGI capture is just really, it's really well done. I mean, they're, I mean, it's seamless. Uh, Steve Zahn as, as Bad Ape is – 
is nice comic relief. Um, it's yeah, and and then Caesar, yeah, he's it, look at this is very look at this is fascinating what they've done as far as like, I guess these guys all have like these suits on with the you know with, with the the CGI dotting on their faces so they can capture like actual motion. But I mean, you never for a second don't believe you know the 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 technical acumen behind it. You never for one, for a second don't believe that that Caesar is like this, you know, real living, you know, uh, ape. And, and there, and I have to admit, there are definitely, you know, times where it's, especially early on where it's hard to watch with the, the mass slaughter of animals. I mean, you know, animals aren't people, I get it, but you know, they're still living beings and it's kind of hard watching, you know, humanity or mankind or whatever, you know, uh, take such an aggressive uh, stance against it. There are illusions of slavery. There's illusions to, uh, I mean, there, there's all sorts of like uh, infighting among uh, among humans as normal. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a really well done movie, but like I said, it's more thoughtful and contemplative than you would think versus action packed. I mean, there are some action sequences sequences, but I think audiences will be slightly disappointed. Um, to be honest with you, I think uh, I think it it'll. it'll I mean, I projected to do over 65 million. I think it might do a little bit less than that. One, the runtime is a little bit longer than you would expect. But also, two, I mean, the word of mouth is going to be good. It's going to be strong, but it's not going to be as strong as, say, Spider-Man. I actually think Spider-Man Homecoming in its second weekend will overtake War for the Planet of the Apes. And I, I just feel bad for myself because I feel like I should have gone with my initial read. My initial read was doing two Spider-Mans. I have call sheets with two Spider-Man uh, headliners on it um, and then some other stuff. So unfortunately, for purposes of the group chat side bet, I probably won't win this week because I should have gone with my gut, my earlier read, and gone with two Spider-Man. Uh, but I do think Spider-Man is going to repeat this week atop the box office. Because, I mean, these – I mean, box office – pro i mean and bless them they give us the only real kind of you know bonafide projections that you know as early as they do like on on wednesday but i mean 47 million for spider-man you're you're out of your mind you're not losing 60 percent on this movie i promise you that movie is great it's replayable i've seen it twice myself uh in in the span of uh three or four days i mean that's just absurd it's gonna do it's gonna do closer to 60 to 65 million if it does that then it's definitely going to overtake war for the planet of the apes this 54 million actually is not too bad i still think it can get up to 60 million you know tops but this 54 million is actually not bad an estimate for war for the planet of the apes um and, and it has nothing to do with franchise fatigue. I mean, people are really, really excited about it. And it's got strong reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for whatever that's worth. Uh, but like I said, I think people will be slightly disappointed or or a little bit off balance by the way this movie is presented. I mean, and I've read some stuff about how this isn't the end of the franchise. But for the trilogy, it definitely you know ties it up with a nice, pretty bow for the trilogy. So that's what I went with. The two headliners from Wharf, The Planet of the Apes. Zoe Kazan, headliner from The Big Sick. Uh, Claire Holt, headliner from 47 Meters Down, is my obligatory limited release pick. Uh, and then I filled out, then I uh, did three Pirates of the Caribbean, headliner stack from A Ghost Story, mostly on the strength. I mean, it's only expanding to 20 screens, which isn't that great. But A Ghost Story really did its thing. Uh, last weekend on a per screen average. <clears throat> Look at this per screen average. It's bananas. 
26,000 per screen, only on four screens. Um, you would just assume or hope that it doesn't drop below 15,000 per screen as it fans out to 20 screens. And then you're looking at 300,000. So essentially 4.2 points for a headliner. Um, it's not bad. I mean, you could do worse, especially when you're essentially punting the rest of your call sheet. So, so I have two headliners from a ghost story, Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck. And then, and then also Sophia Butella as a headliner from The Mummy. And, and, I, and, I, and honestly, I agonized over these a little bit only because I wasn't sure where the value was coming from this week. I mean, if you look at a per screen average for movies in the limited release uh, category from last week, I mean, you're looking at like, say, The Beguiled, which actually dropped screens. And then you're looking at stuff like... 47 meters down, which is still probably going to be on 1,200 screens. We didn't get a screen count update, I don't believe, before we locked for 47 meters down. Um, so, you know, you're kind of left with the best of the rest. I mean, The Mummy, you know, it's going to be on – it's going to be a platform release. It's going to be on 399 screens, 397 screens. So you take that time to say, I mean, at best case, hopefully 1,000, and you're almost at 400,000, you know, which is good for – Four points or with a headliner bonus, 5.6 points. So you could do worse. You could do worse stabs in the dark, basically. So that's my call sheet. Hate it or love it. Love it or hate it. That is what it is. Okay, so what else we got? So let's take a look at some group chat participants. Yes, we will always give love to the group chat. Shout-outs to y'all. Way to hold it down. And oh, also, also, if you guys are interested in uh, going to our group chat, you can always go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash cinema draft. And on that lovely page, go to the notes section. And it's pretty much sticky there. See, second one there. Join our group chat uh, with a link directly to it. It's easy to do. Click on that link. Oh, no, click on that. Click on the link. Free to join, easy to join. It's a public one available to everybody. Yes, Marcus Graham's Secret to His Salmon. That is Cinema Draft. We love it. You know, 12 members strong. Check us out. Always sharing some really good insights and strategies. Okay, so, so group chat, Gamble 24-7, our repeat champion of the feature presentation. What was he thinking? Okay, so he's also got a, a headliner stack from War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, interesting. He is all in on the little hours. One, two, three, four, five. A six-pack on the little hours. Now, this will be very interesting because I don't think we received a screen count update on the little hours. If you look at the little hours. It averaged 5,000 per screen on 37 screens. That's pretty impressive. Um, let's see if we got a, a theater count update on that because I'm not sure that we did. Uh, the little hours... You would expect it would expand. My guesstimate in the game, I believe, was the little hours. There we go. Was a hundred screens, but you can't be sure. I mean, we we still know. I mean, if you assume a hundred screens and that it dips to say, I don't know. I mean, five thousand per screen is pretty is pretty hard to sustain. But let's say it dips to forty five hundred per screen. On 100 screens, that's pretty good. That's that's 450,000. You know, you're you're in the game right there. But basically, the strength of this call sheet is built around 
the Big Sick uh, also has Zoe Kazan from the Big from the Big Sick, War from the Planet of the Apes, and he just went you know all in on on, on little hours. I mean that four fifty is going to be crunching numbers would be worth six point three per headliner. So twelve point six points there, and then basically another four. No, 18 points. I mean, it's, I mean, as usual, you know, this game's going to be decided in platform release generally. Uh, it's just, have you picked the horse to, to, to back in platform release? That's what it's going to come down to. Did, will, will essentially, what's that? Uh, will essentially 30 points worth of the little hours beat out the rest of my call sheet? Will it beat out the rest of everyone else's call sheet? Stay tuned to find out. He also went uh, with a headliner from The Beguiled, and that's okay. But let me tell you why I think why I went a different way. I don't necessarily think that's a mistake because The Beguiled <clears throat> definitely has uh, good reviews, some word of mouth, but it's starting to, to die down some. Its per screen was okay, twenty what twenty two hundred almost per screen, but it's taking a drop in in theater count this week it's going down to 725 screens so let's say so if you assume it's going to drop to about 1500 per screen on 725 screens you're looking at 1.08 million let's just call it 1.1 million it's not a ton so 1.1 million basically you're looking at 2.2 points with a headliner about 3.1, 3.1 points uh, as getting a headline for limited release. Now, look, limited release may not break, you know, make or break, you know, uh, the your your call sheet this weekend. <clears throat> but, you know, these are dollars, you know, 6,800. These are dollars that could be spent uh, possibly somewhere else. Now, now, take a look at a movie like, let's say, uh, take, take, a week, take a look at a movie like uh, 47 meters, right? 47 meters down. It's per screen is less, 1560. If you assume about 1200 per screen, and I believe, and we didn't, and I don't think we, we didn't get an update on 47 meters, did we? No, we did not. So my guesstimate was 1200 screens, right? So if you, if you have 1200 screens at about, mm, about, you know, 1200 per, you're looking at 1.44 million. So even though the the even though I believe the, the salaries are the same ballpark, you actually save about $400 if you use uh, Claire Holt from 47 meters down. Uh, then you're actually getting a little more bang for your buck. Uh, you know, 1.44. Yeah, you're looking at at like four points, squeezing out four points from a headliner versus 3.1. And I mean, we see how it all shakes out at the top. I mean, at the top, you know, with a lot of smart people playing the game, strategies are similarly bunched up. It could be the difference of basically, you know, 0.7 points that separates, you know, my call sheet from, you know, uh, from Gamble 24-7. So, you know, so otherwise, pretty solid call sheet. I like how he went all in on the strategy with, with the little hours. Very interesting to see how that plays out for him. Um, and then it looks like the standard thought process was have a have a headliner stack of war for the Planet of the Apes, have a headliner from the Big Sick, and then figure the rest out. Okay, so who else can we take a look at now? Hmm. Michael Volante, also in on the side bet. Group chat, love. 
Let's see what he's thinking. All right. So, and he also, and actually, so this is very interesting. So he went and saw War for the Planet of the Apes. I think it was like a 7 p.m. Eastern showing or whatever. So he had intel. He already saw the movie, saw how good it was. He really liked it, you know, raved about it in the group chat. Uh, so this might have colored his thinking, but uh, he also has a headliner stack from War for the Planet of the Apes. Interesting. He went with a headliner stack from Wish Upon. Hmm. What is box office pro saying about Wish Upon? Because, yeah, Wish Upon, they're thinking it's going to be eight point is going to be six point five million, and that actually seems about accurate. I would have loved this movie if it would have been uh, a limited release. Once again, Hollywood in its in, an infinite wisdom released too wide. Um, it made it twenty two hundred, put it on twenty two hundred and fifty screens. It's a wide release. I think its sweet spot would have been to eighteen hundred. Uh, for purposes of the game, it, it would have made it definitely. Uh, a nice wild card to play, but at, on, I mean, unless you have some intel that we don't, Michael Volante, you very well, you very well may have. You used to work for a uh, theater chain. I just don't see Wish Upon doing well enough to justify diverting this, you know, this budget money away from squeezing in, say, a headliner from the big sick. 47 meters down, it's, it's a wise choice. And then he just stacked Pirates of the Caribbean. Which is a good move. It's something that I I looked into on other call sheets and in other contests. And the reason why is because you're going to get pirates this week on 448 screens, that's the top end of platform releases. And if you assume it's going to do about a thousand per screen, you're looking at 448,000 or essentially 4.5 points per actor or 6.3 per headliner. So, I mean, on a pure value play, on a pure points per dollar play, I mean, Pirates of the Caribbean should be pretty strong for you. Uh, I just, I, I just was super curious about uh, about a ghost story. Plus, thought I could save some money on headliners by, you know, hedging doing three pirates plus a couple headliners from Ghost Story. We'll see how it all shakes out. I mean, Johnny Depp at seven thousand is pretty pricey even at platform release. But you know, on the on the flip side, on the the bottom end of of their salaries, I mean, very affordable, five thousand, five thousand, and fifty one hundred here for Stephen Graham. So I like this call sheet. Always a contender. Uh, definitely a top five, top six call sheet, maybe. Now, now, keep in mind, I haven't seen all the call sheets. I never see all the call sheets until, oh God, I have to hand score them. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I'm not hand scoring this week. Um, all right, let's see the God of Cheese real quick. I'm sure, we might see a similar construction. Okay, so yeah, so he has the Troika of the, the headliner Troika of War for the Planet of the Apes plus Zoe Kazan in the Big Sick. Uh, oh, okay, he's got a headliner stack from the Hero, uh, three pack from the Mummy, including headliner Sophia Butella, and Javier Bardem as a headliner from Pirates. This is an interesting call sheet. Not exactly sure where it's going to go. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I'm not so sure about the hero. I think the hero is going to drop screens. We don't have any real actionable intelligence. I guesstimated 200 screens. So it'll be very interesting to see what it turns out as far as screen count for the hero. Um, if it turns out to be higher than we think, then that could be a really good move. Um, the hero on a per, uh, on a per screen basis uh, it's okay. It's starting to lose some steam. If it does, but if it's on 300, 350 screens and it does a thousand per screen, you know, it that, that could be a decent move. Uh, if it's on 200 screens and it does a thousand or less, he's that 
call sheet's in trouble. But uh, thanks for the call sheet, the god of cheese. He's proving himself to be a consistently strong player. Ring balls! The one, are, as they would say on uh, on Game of Thrones, can't wait! Can't wait! What is it? Two more sleeps? Tonight? Tomorrow? Yes. Uh, two more sleeps till Game of Thrones premiere. Uh, uh, Ring Balls is our Lord of Light. And the Lord of Light has... Okay, now this, now this is a strategy I used in, I think, either the Best Boy or or maybe the key grip. Uh, he has a headliner from War for the Planet of the Apes. He has Tom Holland from Spider-Man Homecoming. Hedging his bets. Very smart. Oh, interesting. He has Kristen Wiig from Despicable Me 3. Interesting. Did not see that coming. And let me tell you why I think that's interesting. Because, all right, so on a pure weekend growth standpoint, Despicable Me did $33 million last weekend. If you assume another 50% drop... You're looking at 16.5 million. It's pricey, but it is really smart because look at the big six. So the big six, this theater, this, this uh, screen count, or sorry, not screen count. This per screen average is unsustainable, obviously, on a wide release broadband or, or in a, in a wide release uh, uh, outlook. Maybe you can count on 5,000 per screen. Maybe um, times 2,500 screens. That's only gonna get you 12.5 million. So, paying up to get Kristen Wiig as a headliner for what's gonna be gives you 16.5 million box offs or 16.5 uh, fancy points times your headliner bonus. You would get 23 points. This is, god dang it, Ring Balls always does something each week to to hold us to hold him in our esteem. He is truly our Lord of Light. Well done, well played. I'll be very interested to see how this call sheet does because while he did pay up for Kristen Wiig and essentially punted the rest, I mean, I mean, what are you really losing here? I mean, aside from a point here or there for a headliner and one of these platform releases, he, you know, Kristen Wiig headlining Despicable Me three basically, you know, just gutted the rest of his his budget. So he punts with non-headliners in the house a four-pack of non-headliners in The Mummy, and a non-headliner stack in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh, my goodness. I really kind of I, I kind of love this call sheet as usual. Well done, Ring Balls. I mean, gosh, maybe I should be your, your PR agent when this game blows up because that is very, very well done. You are a pro at this game, sir. You're a pro! Okay, let's take a look at... Okay, two, we're going to do two more. We're going to do my, our boy, Carn Carnell. Cornell Westside, a.k.a. The Working Black Rider, or WBW, Kevin Garnett from C-Dub's Dynasty Reboot. So he has War from the Planet of the Apes, strong. Wish Upon, my dude, this is where, you're, this is where you might be off the reservation. I already gave my thoughts about Wish Upon earlier. Oh, this is, this is now this is very interesting. He did a three-pack of the big sick, including the headliner stack of, of Kumail Nanjiani and Zoe Kazan. Um, my only quibble here is that, <clears throat> and, and I mean, I love getting more exposure to the big sick. I just don't think it's going to, especially at these prices, I don't think it's going to be able to make up for what one headliner from either Spider-Man Homecoming or War from the Planet of the Apes is going to get you. But I love the outside the box thinking. He also has a non-headliner from The Beguiled, Salma Hayek from Beatrice's Dinner, which I truly believe is out of gas. And uh, the... The Enigma of the Headliner Stack from The Hero, Sam Elliott and Laura Prepon. 
All right. And then, uh, and then also our new player, Sir Double Eagle, uh, a, a new Twitter uh, player. Appreciate the appreciate the follow. Appreciate joining the game, Sir Double Eagle. And what's on his call sheet? Okay, so this is this is good though. This is this is uh, this is a good call sheet to break down because it's got a few you know uh, rookie mistakes. There's no way he could have known, you know, his first week playing. I so this this thing I, I do love that he made it a concerted effort to get all headliners. This, this is a star-studded lineup, an all-headliner call sheet. So way to play into that game theory element of the game, um, where I think this this call sheet. Might, so he has the headliner from from uh, War from the Planet of the Apes. Has the headliner from the Big Sick. Those are two good moves. What I disagree with is the headliner stack of wish upon uh ryan Philippi and joey king i just think that movie is way too wide for its own good um if this was a if this was if it was in limited release i would love this call sheet but the fact that at theater lock that it changed from limited to wide release is just going to be problematic for this call sheet uh transformers last night at 8500 i mean 8500 isn't like terribly expensive but this movie's out of gas only did 6.3 million last week dropping 62% each weekend. I mean, oh, and going back to our podcast earlier in the week about movie studio profitability, this will be a very interesting one to keep an, it, your eye on. Only, be, I mean, worldwide, it's doing its thing, but it was it was budgeted, actually, this not too bad. It was budgeted at a mod, oh, that's not mod, well, modest for them, a modest 217 million. And knowing what we now know that all told, uh, for a movie to break even in this blockbuster uh, environment, it it's going to be 2.78 times its budget. You're looking at 603 million for Transformers needing to be profitable. It's already at 504 million right now, so it's got a shot. But it's not. I mean, it, it's not you know doing as well as you know previous movies of it has probably done or no it's not going to show us the franchise okay fine don't show us the franchise whatever anyways um so yeah so we are interested to see if it i mean and, and honestly if it does break even which it most likely will i mean you're only going to probably see about maybe 15 or 20 million in profits so so yeah so transformers uh, i think is misstepped only because it's running out of gas uh movies in their what week is it now in movies in its Third week in release, essentially it's fourth weekend in release. I mean, you know, unless it's Wonder Woman, which is just a juggernaut, you're just not going to get great returns on that. Uh, okay, so also the Beguiled is fine. Um, headliner stack from there. I mean, and, and I like the thinking there. That's a, that's a fine thinking. I just think I believe where I proved where we can get a little more value out of that, out of the limited release with 47 meters down. Uh, Cars 3, totally out of gas, um, although you got your headliner bonus, but that one's totally out of gas. Madi is interesting. I threw it on a call sheet or two. <clears throat> it's definitely have, definitely has potential because Madi on a per screen average is still doing eh, almost just under 3,000 per screen, 2,700, expanding the 99 screens. If you assume best case scenario, it does about 2,300 per screen on 99 screens, you know, it, it's not a total waste. I'm just very curious, you know, 227,000, <clears> essentially 2.3 fantasy points. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what it does. We'll see what it does. Uh, but, you know, I like the out, out of the box thinking it might, 
I don't know, maybe it's going to hit the right markets and it might actually get a bump in per screen average. But in my experience in this game, generally as the game goes on longer, your per screen averages grow a little smaller. Uh, and then also Zoe Kazan from, okay, so he's got a big, sick headliner stack. That's that's decent. Uh, Warf the Planet of the Apes is, is smart and standard. I just disagree with the Wish Upon headliner stack. And you probably could end cars in... Cars 3 and Transformers are dead on arrival. Going back to the shop, both of them. Okay, so I guess I'll bring in for landing here. You know, with some other, you know, uh, longtime players. Big shout out to Lyric LL. Love seeing you playing the game. Good luck to your call sheet. Uh, Smee, uh, also part of the group chat. I give much love to the group chat members. A lot of good intel in there. A lot of uh, free information sharing that will help your call sheet improve actually let me take a quick look at lyric ll it's my girl from the call from the spreadsheet days oh yes and she this is a strong call sheet i i, I threw this is a bonus bonus uh bonus call sheet only because she did i mean well actually i take that back it's a decent call sheet i love the spider-man homecoming headliner stack that's smart wonder woman still has some value transformers is, is going is on its way out though the beguiled is fine although i think you get more value from 47 meters down and then uh, Chris Pratt, Guardians of the Galaxy is fine. And the three-pack of a ghost story, you know, pure punts, but it'll be interesting to see what they do. So this actually, you know, I'm going to call I'm a call my shot for it. This call sheet is going to cash. I think this is a top seven call sheet. Good luck to you this week, Lyric LL. Even though a few missteps here and there, but I like, I like the Spider-Man Homecoming headliner stack. That bodes well. Okay, so for real though now, we're getting out of here. Thanks for, for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, you know, once again, uh, good luck to our boy Jay Devlin in, in the TBT this weekend, repping the Cinema Draft Colors on ESPN for your boy. Appreciate it. Uh, also, make sure uh, if you're listening to this for the first time, subscribe, like us on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your fine podcasts. Check out all of our social media on all the platforms. Our corporate blog is at medium.com, where you'll find cool stuff like the call sheet of the week and other cool stories like uh, meeting the, the new player and all that good stuff on medium.com. Yeah, meet the player this week, Michael Volante from the group chat, and also where we post all of our podcasts and other great info about the company. Make sure to feel free to to check out our investment video, become an executive producer, go to our WeFunder page, wefunder.com slash at cinemadraft, and become an executive producer on this great game that we all know and love today. All right, everybody. Well, that is going to do it this week on the Cinemadraft podcast. Uh, you know, enjoy your time this weekend. Enjoy the sunshine of the summer. And, of course, we're taking a break from all the glorious – what is that? Vitamin E? Vitamin, you know, vitamin B from from the sun? Why don't you go see a movie or something?